be opened. These are the words that Jesus uses to heal a deaf man in our gospel passage for today. And this is the first account in Mark's gospel of Jesus restoring the gift of hearing. And it's interesting that we're halfway through Mark before such a healing because Jesus has been emphasizing listening and hearing all gospel long. Jesus begins his first parable by saying, listen, a sower went out to sow. He then tells them a parable about hearing the word of God. And he concludes with the exhortation, let anyone with ears to hear, listen. When he sends out the 12, his harshest instructions center on those who will not listen. If any place refuses to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Because hearing and listening have proved so important to Jesus and Mark's gospel to this point, I want us to take a deeper look at this story of the healing of a deaf man. Jesus and his disciples have traveled to the Decapolis. Now, taking the disciples to the Decapolis is akin to taking them late at night to a crime-ridden neighborhood. The area is primarily Gentile. It is where Greek-loving Herod likes to hang out. The same Herod who recently ordered the beheading of John the Baptist. It is not a safe neighborhood for Jewish prophets, and the disciples are well aware of this. But what greets them when they show up isn't an angry mob bent on harming them or even Gentile sophisticates who laugh at Jesus and his disciples as provincial. No, they bring him a deaf man and they beg Jesus to lay hands on him. Well, who are they? Are they the man's friends? Are they his family members? Are there a couple of them? Are there a lot? We don't know. All we know is that as Jesus and the disciples get to town, they bring him a man who is deaf and has a speech impediment, and they ask Jesus to heal him. You know, polls consistently show that the number one fear people have is public speaking. Number two is death. This means that as a rule, People would rather die than have to speak in public. I want you to reflect on that truth as you think about this man's life. He couldn't hear, so he couldn't self-correct his own speech. He stuttered or he had some kind of speech impediment, so he probably spoke as little as possible. His world became smaller and smaller as he was unable to communicate with others or understand their communication. We know from other healing stories that Jesus can heal from close by or from far away. He can heal by the hem of his cloak or simply by his word. But in this healing, they asked Jesus to lay hands on the man and Jesus complies. In his tenderness and generosity, Jesus takes the man aside to a safe space, a space without embarrassment, a space without stares where he won't feel as if he is some kind of spectacle. And it's a good thing that Jesus takes him aside because what Jesus does next 
is really gross. <laughs> Jesus takes his fingers and sticks them in the guy's ears. <laughs> I cannot imagine that that was comfortable. You know, when I was a child, we had a phenomenon called wet willies. <laughs> this is where someone would lick their fingers and stick them in your ears. If you've never experienced a wet willy, I'm here to tell you, it is not pleasant. <laughs> Jesus not only sticks his fingers in this man's ears like Q-tips, he also spits and touches the man's tongue with his spittle. The whole of this picture is one of earthiness and intimate touch of the material of our bodies and a lack of appropriate boundaries. <laughs> and yet this boundary-crossing intimate touch by Jesus is welcomed. They have begged for it. They know it as a source of healing and wholeness. And as Jesus touches this man, he looks up and groaning, he says, Ephatha, which means be opened. And we're told that immediately the man is able to hear and he's able to speak plainly and clearly. It's an amazing testament to faith in Jesus' ability to heal. How did these Gentiles know to approach Jesus for healing? And what made them think that Jesus might heal one of their own? Well, back in chapter 5, Mark tells us the story of Jesus healing the Gerasene demoniac. This man has been possessed for years. He lives in, cage, in caves. He's been shackled at times by the locals who fear his destructiveness. And Jesus sends the legion of demons out of this man and into a herd of pigs who rush into the sea and drown. It's a pretty dramatic display. And the pig herders get word to the locals and they come out to sea. And this is what Mark writes. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right man, mind, the very man who had had the legion. And they were afraid. And they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. Many of us have reacted the same way to the presence of Jesus when we first witness Jesus' power and authority, we are afraid. We get that Jesus is able to recognize and name our demons. We have a lot of time and energy vested in hiding our demons from others, from ourselves, from God. Jesus' power is scary. Sometimes, we're not ready to let our demons be healed. Sometimes we cling to our demons. They are demons, but they are comfortable and they are ours. We beg Jesus, please leave. Please don't disrupt my life. Don't make me change my priorities. I have goals. I have plans. Don't make me see others differently. There are broken relationships that I don't want mended. Don't make me loosen the grip of my appetites and my desires. I have found a way to anesthetize myself from pain and vulnerability. Don't ask me to open myself to transformation and healing. 
it might be painful. I'm begging you, go away. Here's the rest of that story. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might go with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And the man went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much the Lord had done for him. And everyone was amazed. In the Decapolis. That's the same setting as our healing story today. The same folks who begged Jesus to leave because they were afraid of his power. They were afraid of his ability to heal and cast out demons. Now meet him at the city limits and beg him to lay hands on their friend and heal him. The healed demoniac walked through the Decapolis, proclaiming all that the Lord had done for him. The word proclaimed works on us. Hearing the witness to Christ's presence in the lives of others works on us. It creates a fertile soil where over time we are able to hear Jesus' message of healness, of healing and wholeness. God is working all around us all the time. It is our ability to see and hear God's activity that expands and contracts. In reflecting on what the Lord has done for us, we nurture this expansive space where we are opened more and more to discerning the presence and guidance of God. We are, in essence, given ears to hear. The more we're able to hear, the more open we become to Jesus' message, the more our fear subsides. We begin to trust that as Jesus touches us tenderly and graciously, we will be made whole. We may begin by begging Jesus to leave us alone and go away. So we have a lot of time and energy vested in protecting ourselves from the vulnerability before God that the call of the discipleship demands. Yet this way of life outside of God never satisfies. We stay on our wheels, running ever and ever faster, perhaps to avoid admitting that all of the stuff that we thought would fulfill us and make us happy never measures up. But when we are opened, we come to know the truth that the comfortable demons to which we cling are unable to fulfill us, are unable to make us whole. We come to know that it is only in being open to Christ's healing, in allowing ourselves to be vulnerable unto transformation, that we begin moving toward healing and wholeness and peace. Be opened. It's interesting. Jesus doesn't say, open your ears. And he doesn't say, listen to me. 
He looks to God and joining us in our pain, he groans aloud and he proclaims God's activity. Be opened. The action is all God's. Our ability to let go of our demons and to be open to Christ's issues from God's gracious activity within us. He desires to touch us. He desires to heal us. He desires to give us the life in Christ for which we have been created. Let anyone with ears to hear, listen. Amen.